Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. I'm your host, Honky. It's Matt's Rule Edition. How you doing, Mac? What's up, Redcast gangsters? It has been uh, another rough weekend for us fans, us diehards, us uh, tryhards. So uh, we're going to sit back and talk about it a little bit today. You know, just going to lick some wounds, we'll say. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, man, hey, it was nice out today. You know, these these days are are fast and fleeting, so it's uh, time to get outside for a little bit. Got to yeah, have some fun in the fall. Mac, you and I went to the game on Saturday. It was a warm one, 90 oh. plus degrees. It was uh that was a a tough game to be in the stands for, uh, let alone what was going on in the field. It was a hot one. So yes, uh, Husker fans, that was a lot to ask. Us. Almost <laughs> immediately, not fun. Like <laughs> you know, that game got so um, irritatingly unfun so quickly. It was like wow, and I'm sweating a lot. You know, so that's I'm like, oh yeah, great time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Hayek already with the questions, and, and yes, we want them to come in here. Uh, Anthony says to avoid talking about the game, what's the best football movie ever, and why is it Remember the Titans? Uh, uh, I kind of like Gus, the uh, kicking mule, whatever. Do you remember that one way back in the day, Mac? Nope. Never. Gus? Gus. Yeah, I think it was a donkey, and he was like a kicking donkey. And What are you Corey, talking about? Maybe Corey Haim might have been in it. I don't know. <laughs> Long story. Yeah, that's... I don't, think, I don't even want to say what I'm thinking right now. Uh, okay. Best best movie about football? You know, it's might be cheese or whatever, but when I was in high school and the program came out, I thought the movie was badass. You know, I think it's probably a little dated and it, and it you know, but it, at the time and at the place when that came out, I was like, this movie is awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved everything about it. Lucas. Oh, you know what? It was Lucas was the one that, uh, that's right, uh, Travis. Uh, that's Lucas the one with the mule. Was- that was the one. No, well, Mule no. is still Gus, but Lucas was, he was just a dorky little kid playing. Uh, yeah. But anyways, Generation Red yeah. Podcast. Hey, boys, how you doing, Ken? Can't wait to go to your place there on Friday night. Going to watch the game over there with him. And uh, we're going to do a, a rapid reaction show on Friday night uh, over from Ken's amazing basement studio there. Well, anyways, Redcasters, wow. um, what we've been doing the last few weeks is a Sunday day after five takeaways uh, from the game. And we just didn't do one this uh, week, not because of the loss, partially because of it, but it was just, we figured we'd kind of tie it all together into this one. So we're going to start with our five takeaways and that'll be kind of the first half of this, but we'd really like to get a lot of your feedback here and maybe make the second half of the show really a back and forth with everyone that's watching. So to start with our five takeaways, the first one was reality check. And last week, we called last week a, a litmus test game, and the title of this show is Litmus Test Week Part 2. Um, it was a litmus test. We wanted to see where we were at a week ago, and we found out. I mean, yep. my goodness, you know, we were number one in the country or whatever it was in rush defense, <laughs> and, and we said a week ago, Mac, we go, we'll find out, you know, do we hold Michigan to 100 yards or 65 like we were, right. or do they go out yeah. and have 300 yards rushing on us? Well, yeah, they went out and had – you know, damn near 300 yards rushing on us. And pretty much from the, the first snap, they had their way and went right down the field with us that, that first, uh, that first drive. So it was definitely a, a reality check. Yeah, they came in. It, it's pretty clear. They were, they were sending a message, you know, and I don't think like Nebraska was being overly cocky about its run, its run stats, but, um, 
But Michigan definitely looked at it and was like, we'll see. And, it, you know, it is what it is. There's a, there's a reality to this uh, football landscape right now, and it was pretty clear where we are. Some of that is excusable, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of the talent gap. I, I get all that. But, you know, there's, a, there's other factors that, were, that made that game frustrating, and it wasn't just the talent gap. It was, it was just – it was a couple of things. Now, there's reasons – Mm-hmm. All that which we can which we can get into, but yeah, as far as the litmus litmus test goes, listen, we all kind of knew where we were as far as how we rank within most of the Big Ten. I don't think we all maybe realized how far away Michigan was. Now, I, I think like Michigan looked way better than I thought they were going to look against us on, on offense. I just was kind of flabbergasted the way they pushed us around. So, yeah. but but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean we can't still fight for something and have something to play for. It's just like right now there's a tier system and we are not there where Michigan is. And that, that would be kind of unreasonable for your one right now. Yeah. But they are really good. Matt, they're really pretty good. They're, they're they got some good. things rolling right now. I think the frustrating thing that people could have is that the, the realistic, I think most people thought it could be more realistic that we'd be more competitive. Like it was pretty uncompetitive from the first snap and they went right down the field on us. And then we get the ball back, and we do next to nothing. I mean, two plays, and we throw the interception. Before you know it, yeah. you're down fourteen nothing, and this yeah. game's out of hand. And yeah. I, I was, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised that Michigan ran for more than you know the sixty yards that we were allowing a game. That didn't surprise me. I was surprised at the ease that they went right through us. That I, I figured maybe we'd see a little more resistance there. I thought some of our tackling was poor. Um, some of that obviously can be attributed to Michigan. Don't get me wrong, but some of that too is, I mean. We were trying to to base when we said it was a litmus test last week was look at what we've seen through these first four games. None of those teams mm-hmm. being Michigan, obviously, but you're seeing Clearly. some things right. Yeah. You're seeing some good tackling. You're seeing physical football. So, so how does that how's that going to match up against Michigan? And and uh, I mean, Michigan is every bit as good as as advertised. I will say this, you know, we've talked about like you know how would this Nebraska team do against Nebraska two years ago. That Michigan team, having seen both of them in person, that Michigan team this year would have beat the snot out of that Michigan team two years ago. And that oh, Michigan yeah. team two years ago went to a, a playoff. So I'm telling you, yeah. this is this team is legit. Um, but uh, still, it was just disappointing that we didn't look a little more uh, competitive in it. That that yeah. part is frustrating no matter what. Yeah. But, you know, and here's what it is. Is it? What's the next topic after that? Because there was a, another. I mean, uh, let's yeah, let's just keep pushing. Well, I mean, we'll just go. It's it's don't let Michigan beat you twice. And yeah. really, Redcasters are following along. I'd love to get your comments on this too. Is what was your take from that game? Were you disappointed? Were you is it exactly what you thought, or was it worse than you thought, or or heck, did you somehow think we played better than you were expecting? But anyways, don't let Michigan beat you twice, Mac. And we, we would have said this no matter what the final score was. It was going to yeah. be a physical game. And we've got seven more games left. And so don't let this game linger into next week. Yeah, that's pretty crucial. And how we bounce back on a short week uh, makes it even more so. You know, we got to win this game against Illinois. That's an important game. It's a very important game. And it's it's a very winnable game. But, you know, it's kind of funny because Rule sort of just – he kind of laid it out there and, and set himself up for the criticism that, you know, we'll see what this team is made of this Friday night. And and I, I do believe they can play well and win this game. I like, I believe that. Don't you think if, if Nebraska plays well going into Illinois, they're going to win. I think that, but 
Will they? I'm sure. I mean, that there's a we got in a little bit of a <laughs> Boomer sent out a tweet, and I'm gonna I'm putting it on Boomer because he's the one that sent it. It wasn't a bad tweet. It was that he was being very realistic after the loss. He goes, um, Illinois is not very good. Uh, we got to you know keep getting better if we want to reach the bowl game and reach our goals. Maryland looks more challenging now than ever. And a bunch yeah. of responses of people going like, what are you saying anything about like anyone else being, you know, you know, a challenge or whatever, you know, we're not very good. And people are really beating them up there. I didn't think anything he said was wrong. Um, mm. Look, the rest of the schedule isn't real good. Now that doesn't mean that we are either. So, you know, um, but we can, I think we can beat anybody left on this, on this team uh, or on this schedule. We can beat anybody left. We can lose to anybody too. I mean, that's, we, we, can we still have a chance. Know, we can go home seven. <laughs> I mean, like it or not, we still have a chance to to round out the season and be a good team. Like mm-hmm. if we make a run here on these in this last half of the season, if like if we get things straightened mm-hmm. out and the line kind of finds itself and Prohaska's ready to go now, and and you know uh, Heinrich continues to to grow. There's there's a lot to there's a lot to be to like about this, but you know injuries have taken a toll. You know, and, and you can say, oh, you know, everybody's got injuries. I mean, at, at this point in the season, yes, I agree. But year one of a of a new staff, who you had some depth issue at at some spots. These are pretty. These are some of these are big injuries, Matt. You know, you and you have bets leave at the beginning of the year. You have a uh, IGC gone. Uh, Buford gets hurt. Then you lose Reimer. You lose, you know. Um, yeah, both running backs. Singleton. The both yep. running backs. Your starting quarterback. I mean, these are kind of significant, and we're you know just got to get through game five. So, sure. and again, yes, it's football. Everybody has to deal with it. I understand that, but that it does make a bit more of an impact. You know, when you're in year one versus like year seven, like if a Michigan had some guys missing, you know, or sure. I know, like I was, I was lost there, you know, for a while at least. They're their starting quarterback, but they'll have an easier time just because it's not year one for that whole team. You know, you could acclimate to that a little bit better, but when it's year one, I just think uh, the impact's a little bit greater. It's not an excuse. You know, for necessarily not playing hard, but it's just there's been some there's been some hits. You know, yeah. I and, well, let, and let me also say this: if if every single one of those guys was healthy and ready to go 100, percent that Michigan team was gonna probably have maybe a little harder time, but that still would have been a dub. I mean, that team is really good. You know, for yeah. all the all the people talking about this, 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 and this, you know, like it. If, if, if they play a good game of football, and even if we play a good game of football, the disparity in talent right now between the two squads, even if Nebraska was completely maximized, you're going to have to have some things go your way to win that yeah. game. They're just, they, you know, that's just the difference. That's just the reality right now. Yeah, I mean, you made the statement that, you know, how hard did we play? Now, that's a, that's a different question from how well you played. Did we play hard? Um, you know, did we give great effort? Uh, it's interesting to me about – what coach rule talked about in his presser today, that they had a hard practice yesterday, Sunday, they came back. Now we have to also understand that they're working with a shortened week. So normally they have these hard practices on Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, now you're playing on a Friday night game. So, I mean, they were going to maybe change up the week anyways, but I I personally, I love it. I love that. We don't come back from a, you know, a, a rough game, a bad beat down, which is what it was. Well, 
we, <laughs> we could have sat on Sunday and, you know, come back and have a soft practice on Monday and, you know, get healed up and all this. They went back out and they were physical again, he said, right away yesterday. And I think that's part of creating the the culture, the, the word that we always use and, you know, wanting to, to get it going. But, uh, you know, we got to get better. We got to win games this year. We've got to uh, to continue to show that kind of improvement because really that moves us to number three and it's these next four games. There's so much to play for still. And this month of October, the, the calendar just switched. This month of October is gigantic to play at Illinois, to have a bye week, to come home and play Northwestern, to come home and, and play Purdue, and then go on the road to Michigan State with all the turmoil and everything that they've had there. These next four games are huge. If we have these goals of reaching those six wins at minimum, the race to six, get to a bowl game, these next four games, you, you darn near you got to win about, I'd say, three of them at minimum yeah. to get to that. And so uh, yeah. we've got to, you know, and and the thing is, we can't let Michigan, and, and as good as they were and as bad as that beatdown was, we can't let that loss dictate how we're going to play these next four games because these next four games we're not playing Michigan again. Well, and then and that's what the team needs to understand. I'm like, okay, hey, listen, Michigan's Michigan. That's that's great. They're really good this year. We still got stuff that we want to accomplish as a team, and that still requires us to play really good football. And there's teams out there and games out there to be won. And it'd be, you know, so don't like you can't let you can't sweat Michigan that much. It's number they're good, they're a playoff team. We're not. And you know, it's not like don't compete with them, but I'm just saying you can't going forward, it's like, okay, that one is what it is. We but there's still beatable teams on our schedule, and let's go do that. You know, that's not gonna take a miracle to win a lot to win a lot of games or win what's a lot of what we have left. You know, it would t- it would have taken a miracle with Michigan, but with with the remaining schedule, it just take pretty good football. Let's see what that looks like. You can win some mm-hmm. games of that. Yeah, Anthony says there's a legitimate path to four and zero these next four, but they're going to have to get their poop in a group to do so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good way of saying it, Anthony. Um, you know, we still played a fairly clean game against Michigan, all things considered. Harburg. Uh, obviously he had the one interception there where he got bounced up in the air. And by the way, every single, it yep. just, we weren't going to beat Michigan, but if there's a ball that gets tipped up in the air, they catch it. We tipped one up in the air and we don't have someone there for it. Their punt lands in front yep. of the guy bounces yep. up and he just yep. miraculously picks it up out of the air and runs it for 40 yards. Great teams. We said this Mac, mm-hmm. you know, Nebraska back in the nineties and eighties and all that, we, we would have that bounce go our way. The, the yep. end of the Missouri game, the kick goes to, you know, right. all that. You know, we would get every bounce, and great teams seem to get those bounces. And right now, we're not a great team, and we still don't quite get the bounces. No, it, it that was an early indicator to me. As soon as that one got tipped in the air, I'm like, oh god, it, the momentum's they haven't nothing had changed in terms of that. Like we hadn't <laughs> done, he, and, and I don't even put that on rule necessarily. There's just something about. Nebraska football that has to be dealt with. And it's, I just don't get these bounces. We don't get, I, I don't mean to sound paranoid, but I, it's crazy to me. Like you were, it got, the, the guy from Michigan caught it over his shoulder and he was a defensive lineman. We, like, when <laughs> his ball got tipped, it went to the second level and nobody was around him. Like unreal. Yeah, Scurs fan twenty three here says a sixteen twenty radio got my hopes up for the Michigan game. 
I I, I wonder, we haven't had anybody call the Redcast out yet that we got their hopes up, but I don't think we were, I think what we were trying to do was, you know, give our, uh, our keys to the game. We never, at least you and I, Mac, we never go out there and, and predict scores or anything I like didn't. that. That's not our thing. Rob predicted a win. That. Yeah. Rob on a herd at sports uh, video that they did the morning of when they were tailgating, he, yeah. he was on their video and he predicted a Husker win, but it was like 24, 17. He didn't do anything too crazy, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, it was, it was just tough. I mean, we didn't quite, uh, we didn't show up the way that, that I wanted to here and yeah, champions make their own luck. Vince Lombardi. That's a, that's a great saying there. Yeah. Well, and that takes us, I think to, to number four, and we talked about this a little bit, with some of the injuries already, but it's next man up. And so we're at that point in the season, injuries start to happen. Um, you know, uh, Rule talked about uh, Makai Ga- uh, Bear moving to inside linebacker with Luke mm-hmm. Reimer being out for the time being. So Reimer was already kind of injured even the week yeah. before. Um, and then the morning of the game, I, I think they still had him where he was maybe going to be playing, but he ended up having to go to the hospital for some undisclosed purpose yeah and so you know he was obviously out for the game he's out for this weekend's game so uh bear moves to inside linebacker omar brown number one uh safety they've got uh kobe brett moving up to number two deandre barnes moving up to number two rover and then wide receivers i think this is interesting uh he talked a rule talk today about him you know obviously malachi coleman jalen lloyd those two guys they pretty much have are burning the retro they're playing and then now Jaden. Yeah, Jaden Doss now being healthy enough that might be playing this weekend against Illinois, getting out there. And and that's what we need right now. We need guys stepping up and and the next guys, you know, in coming in. Well, you know, that makes sense. It, and that would be cool. That would be developmental, right? As as we've kind of gotten further into the season, we've made through some of the it's been a really weird but still difficult schedule at the beginning of the year, you know. It's just been a lot of challenging things all at once. But now we're kind of through that. We sort of I do think we figured some things out on this team. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, I think the Michigan game, you got to look at it like a blip because it's not going to do you any good to ponder it. If you didn't play well, agreed. You didn't, you know, you didn't have the fire. Yes, that's sort of an issue. Oh, well, it's move on time, you know. So um, there's, I don't know. I think, I think this team could still end up being a pretty decent team. And I think we found out some stuff. I don't know. Yeah, well, what what about the running back spot here? Fongway says, you know, should Josh Josh Fleeks be the new running back number one? Season stats is one carry for seventy six yards. Skurs fan followed that up with interested in seeing Fleeks again. Uh, you know, Fleeks obviously it's one carry. It's at the end of the uh-huh. game against uh, Michigan's backups, but he showed some speed and and hit the hole hard. So again, as you're trying to just identify more players, more talent, more guys that can get out there, what do you think of uh, what you saw from Fleeks? <laughs> I, well, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think they should hand it off to him way, way more. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, he he looked fine. He looked quick. He took one to the house. Um, that was good to see. I know they were Michigan's backups, but um, still, he ran away from them, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and we're gonna need help back there. It's it, it's it's uh, Fleeks probably understands um protection a little bit better than some of those young guys do. So it makes it a little more natural for him to come in and play. Plus the, his, you know, hands are, I'm sure, you know, he's a wide receiver. So that's a natural part of the game for him. So mm-hmm. it, it could really work out. And, you know, Anthony had another fumble. So it's, again, it's, it's raised its head. So it's, we're, you know, he, 
you can tell the staff is looking for answers. You know, they're trying to like shuffle some people around and try to maximize what they can do. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, and I, and I do see some progress with that. I just don't, I don't know what I was expecting entirely from how I thought this team should grow from, from, from this game. But I, you know, I wanted to see a bit. I wanted to see if our defense was for real. I think we all did. And I just don't feel like the defense gave it everything they could. Now you lose Singleton right away. You don't have Reimer. Um, mm. That that changes the tone of your defense. But still, the backups have been playing good, so I didn't expect them to play poorly. Yeah, Generation Red says uh, he was quite fleek-footed. Footed. That was a uh, very nice there. Long way to your point about the defense. He says, "Can we now say the defense is not good? They gave up more points in East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers to Michigan." I don't. I'm not ready to make that kind of uh, comparison there, Fongway. But uh, I would say it was not their best day against the best team that they're going to play. But this defense, we're going to see if they're good or not based off of these next four games against teams where I, you know, Illinois' offense hasn't been very good. So if Illinois' offense goes off on us, I'd say that you have a, a bigger point than you have right now. But right now, I'm not going to make that statement off of one game against against Michigan. And then Beth on our uh, Facebook uh, channel, she's watching there. Need to motivate players to step up and make some big plays after injury losses. Huskers have talent. I think that's what it's about right now. It's about finding who those players are, whether it was fleeks at running back. That's just one more person out there. How about the kicker spot? Uh, Today he talked about how Alvano still has the kicking spot, which let me be very clear. We can have two discussions at once with Alvano. He... I, I won't listen to anyone that would sit there and say he's a bust or anything like that. Far too early. The guy's a, a freshman, all those things. He, he is the, I think he's the future of our kicking position. Mm-hmm. And at the same time that you have that discussion, I think it's also fair to have a discussion that we also have bleak road on the team right now. A senior <laughs> a guy who kicked right. the ball pretty well for us a year ago. Like, like what's going on right now with him that, that he's not any better right now in these right. 40 and 40 yard and shorter kicks. How is bleak road? not able to go out there and do what he already had done for us a year ago. That would be a question I think is a, a legitimate one without calling out Alvano and saying, you know, I'm not sitting there saying the kid's a bust or, or that, you know, we no. made a bad decision. I'm just saying right now he's one of four and he's missing pretty badly. Some, some fairly, you know, short kicks that our other scholarship kicker on the team made a year ago for us. So why isn't that fair to, to question? Yeah, dude, and we're going into kicking season. You know what I mean? This is a this is a position that is going to come yeah. up a lot if because we're going to be in we are going to be in these games. I really believe that we are yeah. coming in. I, yeah. I feel like our defense is going to bounce back. We're not just going to forget how to play D entirely. We're going to make the adjustments we need to off of the personnel changes. And I do think they'll come back hungry. I hope they do. I mean, like it's like Rule said, we'll find out. If they come back swinging yep. this week against Illinois, I really like our chances. You know what I mean? Yep. If, if I see that. And I do think the offense is is still growing in the right direction. I just think what Michigan was going to present was was never going to help us. We just weren't capable of scheming around it or playing around it. It was just we just were too much. We were outmatched. Listen, I knew that we all knew the offense was going to struggle. We all knew that. That was not a surprise going into that game. Yeah. The defense was a surprise. It was a surprise. Yeah. It was a surprise to see them score in what three minutes or whatever. That to me was that was like you and I were sitting there going, Oh yeah, problem. No, 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 no. Like right away. That was way too easy. And now you're already coming from behind. And whatever your offensive game plan was is is gonna get 
knocked out of the park if you start falling behind early. That's the one thing. You know, we made yeah. such a point last week, and I don't think it's a bad point to talk about option football. But if you ever, you know, would talk to Coach Osborne or listen to him talk about option football, he would always talk about defensively. You have to play a style of defense to keep you in those games so you can keep playing what you want. If you fall behind 28 right. points and you're an option team, it's right. really hard to come back, right? So right. you have to play complementary football. When we saw Michigan go right down the field like that, it's like, uh, this is, it's just going to be hard to do that. But next man up, I think it, it f- f- kind of fades in here or kind of segues nicely into number five, which is the developmental part of this program, development youth. We've already mentioned a lot of the youth, but mm-hmm. this is a, a hallmark of Coach Rules teams is that you're going to be a developmental program. You're going to get better as the season goes on. You're going to keep finding more players. So some of those youth, some of the young guys are going to step up. Somebody that hasn't made a play yet all of a sudden is going to make a play in, a, in a, right. the next game. And one other position that we saw, he's not necessarily a young guy. He's someone that's played for us quite a bit in the past. But by the end of the game, we started seeing Prochaska out there at left tackle. Even, even in some of the, the potential garbage time. And um, I'll tell you what, it was. Uh, it, I think that we need to make that move. It's, it's getting closer every week. That he, I mean, he really needs to get healthy at that position and, and be ready to go. I think. Well, I think I think they everything needs to be evaluated on the offense to make sure it's working. And for sure, mm-hmm. um, you know, he got beat a couple times early, but you know, he I, I felt like he settled in there and it, it looked a little bit better. Um, it, it, this is just such a hard game to judge. They were just not giving us anything. It was it was hard yeah. getting pushed, but you know to hear coach talk about it, he's you know a lot of missed assignments, this and that. And, you know that's probably always true, but sometimes good teams make you miss assignments. You know it's like how can we get to get in front of that guy to block him on this play? He's your assignment. It's like I couldn't catch him. You know he was too fast. He was he was gone before I get to him. Sometimes that's the difference. You're like yes, I missed the assignment, but also I couldn't make that assignment. The other guy, <laughs> the other guy was too good. You know, so probably yeah. a little bit of both is true, and uh, and that's and that's look, it's not that big of a surprise. It just sucks, you know, and and, and it sucks that mm. even that that we didn't bring our fight that we really would have liked to see. But um, you know, onward and upward, got to move on. Not yeah, like you said, don't let them beat you twice. Let's go. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we're kind of at the halfway point here, and as we we like to say, if you enjoy this kind of content give us a thumbs up give us a like here subscribe to the show if you're not already leave comments below we want to hear this we want to get your feedback and while we're at it we like to talk about uh, our sponsors and the people that uh, are supporting us i'm wearing my pipeline jerky shirt here up on top of the screen you see uh, the herd at sports uh, logo that we're part of the herd at sports network alumni hall two lincoln locations and then we got smack and smooch i'm wearing the smack and smooch hat right now smack and smooch which is uh uh, our, you know, they, they create our e-store and have all of our shirts and koozies and sweatshirts and everything that's good there. You can use the, the QR code that's on top of our screen anytime you like, and, and get yourself some of that, uh, some of that wear there, Mac, you're wearing one of the shirts and the hat too. I see. So, yep. Shane Lore out there drip. in Elwood. Yep. Shane Lore out there in Elwood, smack and smooch. All right. Well, let's, uh, Dude, that was perfect. Thank you. You're, you're an excellent ad reader. Are you freestyling <laughs> that? Most yeah, I was freestyling that one. Uh, Vegas Jer here. Remember when Osborne told Saban, you're not as bad as you think you are. That's an interesting comparison there because that was uh, the very first game. Well, that's a really good comparison, actually, Jeremy. Jeremy, because that's um, 
very first game, Michigan State of Nick Saban, yeah. and uh, and Osborne is that's of course the first game of the '95 Huskers, right? So the greatest yeah. team, Very or second game of the '95 for us. It was the first game for them. We mm-hmm. had already played Oklahoma State, yeah. and we just annihilate, you know, fifty-five to something. And I remember listening to Saban talk about like he said, "Oh man, we're we're terrible. We're not going to be a good team at all." And it was Osborne going up and kind of talking to him about that. And I don't have the exact. Somebody can look this up. I think Michigan State ended up going like six and six that year. But you know, he got done with that game, and he felt like I don't know if we're going to win another game the whole year the way we played. Not not taking into account the fact that we just played the '95 Huskers, right? And I he think had Tony Banks real- on that team. That was a pretty good team. Yeah, they had they, oh, they had some good players there. Uh, they had a gosh. I think they had a running back and wide receiver both they even went to the NFL, but but they were playing the 95 Huskers. Cedric and point, Shaw and Musun Muhammad, I think. Yeah, or, but, the, but the comparison to now, uh, I don't know if Michigan of this year is, is, I don't know how to compare them to the 95 Huskers, but I'll tell you what, that's as good of a team as I've seen come into Lincoln, Nebraska in, yeah. in a while. And I've seen the Ohio States come in here. I was there in, in 15 when Michigan State was number six and undefeated, and that was a future college football uh, playoff team. This Michigan team would yeah. dominate that Michigan State team. So I think this is a really legit Michigan team. And it's w- using that same, those same, you know, eyes there that you're talking about here, Vegas chair. Looking at Michigan from that and looking where we're at right now, it's easy to, to go, you know, have all these bad, oh, God, I don't know if we're going to win another game kind of thing. Instead of looking at it as we're not certainly not going to play that team again. And, you know, this is where this is a litmus test part two. This God have mercy on us if we do. How do we come back and play Illinois this week? This is a team that has struggled offensively, Illinois. This is a team that just got uh, beat pretty pretty bad by Purdue last weekend. Uh, This is a team that is kind of reeling on their own. And they thought coming into the season this was going to be, you know, an up season for them. And they've already, you know, they're already below expectations. And so it's it's a Friday night game. It's on the road. All those things. We've been out there the last couple of times in Champagne Mac, but mm. uh, I mean, th- this is a game where it's a it's a must win for us. I really truly believe that. I think we've got to to get a win like this. Get it on the road. Get to three and three after six, and and so, then uh, you know really have a good second half of the season. Totally possible. I don't. What do you What are your expectations of that? Like, what kind of do you? Or what kind of percentage points would you give us coming out looking fired up? Well, like Jeremy says, might play we might play Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. That's where I'm gonna stop and not quite agree there, Vegas Jerry, but I love you, buddy. I love the uh I love the motivation there. I think we can certainly um oh I I mean litmus test, how are we gonna play this week? I, absolutely I think that that this team can turn around and and play a very inspired game down there in Illinois. I hope they do. I mean that yeah. that's Coach Rule is such a positive coach. I think that's one of the yeah. things that's a, such a strength of his, that this isn't something, you know, I would think back into the – we always say that that teams play in the style and the manner of their coach. Think of Bo. Mm-hmm. When Bo was here, yeah. you know, you could just almost feel how the team was going to play. Oh, he's all pumped and excited, man. They're pumped and excited. He gets pissed and he's yelling at some dude, and all of a sudden the whole game just goes, you know, just straight down. <laughs> Right, I mean, you could just feel the the roller coaster with uh, with Coach Pliny, mm-hmm. with Coach Rule. He's very, he's very even keel. He's very calm. 
I don't think that he's treating this week any different than he would any other week. This is we're going to be consistent, and every week is about going one and zero. It's about erasing that last game, whether you won it or lost it. You know, we go out this week and we beat Illinois forty-two to seven, just an annihilate him. We have this great win. You know, everything's all good again. And I think next week he would be all about his entire, or I guess that would be going into a bye week. But his entire bye week then would be about consistency, and we have to get better, and we've got to be one and zero the next week, and you got to take that last victory and. And you know, erase it. It doesn't yeah. matter anymore. It's in the past. So, um, I think he's he's well suited to get them to play well this Friday. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he's honest with them about what needs to be improved. I think the guys are willing to work on it. It was just, uh, it just was a little discouraging, you know, for what you're. I don't know. Like it, it's it just was is what it is. But it was like. Like it's titled. It was a litmus test. We are where we are. Yeah. It's Fongway says don't get too carried away with Michigan. Remember, it could still be argued that they had a very light schedule and they struggled with Rutgers for half. Eh, yeah. I'm not buying that Fongway. And I I'll say I'm not sure they struggled with Rutgers. They gave up a they gave up a a on the third play of the game, they gave up like a 70 yard touchdown pass on a mm-hmm. on a slant. And Rutgers didn't do anything the rest of the game. That almost reminds me in some ways, not to keep going back to the 95 Huskers, but I can remember us playing Washington State in 95, and they had a running back, Duda, I think his name was, D-U-D-A, Frank Duda or something like that. And he ran like a nine, he had like a 90-yard run on us. And they scored right away. They're up like they're up like seven nothing. And it was uh it was like you know, Peter and Wistrom and those guys are on the sideline. They're like, yeah. That, that's never happening again. I think they ended the game with less rushing yards than he got on that one run. And <laughs> and they uh, they didn't score again until very late in the game. But the point was is that uh, when the defense, you know, wanted to turn it on, then, I mean, that's – Michigan's a much better team than Rutgers was. Michigan's a much better team than – they don't have a great schedule until they get to the end of the season. That's right. when they're going to play Penn State and Ohio State. But I, I, I don't see Ohio State beating Michigan this year. And I know that that's the big rivalry. It's going to be Penn State and Michigan, I think, are, are the two teams in that East that are going to yeah, no be question. playing for it. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, I think Michigan's pretty legit. I really do think they're pretty legit. They, they, and, and certainly, yeah, they're, they're a top five team. They're a playoff team. I, I mean, the way they look to me, I mean, they. I really didn't expect, and I don't think we'll see it again this year, where another where another offense handles our defense like that. I don't think we'll see that again this year. So I do think that's, at least I hope not. You know, that would be really embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I, I could allow it with Michigan, but if it happens again, you know, it's like, ah, oh, damn it, it was it was smoke and mirrors, you know. But I don't think it is. Just based on the way we've been tackling and hitting for most of the season. You know, I think part of the reason the tackling looked worse is because we were tackling better athletes, you know, and they were better at getting away. Again, I don't want to make that as an excuse, but I think that's one of the factor, you know, not necessarily the factor, but up, or the entire reason, but part of it. Yeah. For us, we're going to go back to the progress thing. Progress for us is getting to a bowl game, and that's what we've got to to keep the eye on here, you know, and so it's – we're five games in, we're two and three, getting to three and three at the end of the first half is really important. You're halfway there. And then you have the second half where four of your six games are at home. So this is a really crucial game for Nebraska. Win this game, 
get a road game, a road win against a P5 in mm-hmm. division, uh, you know, opponent. And uh, you know, that's a good, a feel good moment uh, going into the bye week, which can help a lot of, a lot of ways. So big weekend here, you know, Illinois is big week. You know, that's, that's, that's where I'm going with it. Well, and you know, still, if, if Nebraska made a run late in the season after this, after this game, that could still ignite the fan base. You know, people would go crazy for that. So, like, if we just went on uh, and really started playing pretty good football within the context of the team that we have and say maybe a few less catastrophic injuries would be nice. Um, mm. I think that, I think this team could have a fair amount of success, and I think that would make the fans – I think that would – I think that would go a long way in appeasing the yeah. fans. Yeah, well, and there's a, there's a lot right now with the fans that, you know, they just announced the stadium – uh, additions are going to go on or the reconstruction of uh, renovation of South stadium, but also all of Memorial stadium. And that's going to move some fans. That's going to decrease our, our stadium from, you know, 80,000 to 62,000 for two years. Well, one year for sure, two, 2025, potentially two years. And that's going to displace some fans. Some fans are not going to have tickets that normally would have tickets. And, you know, there's a real danger there where Nebraska has got to get good during that time. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're someone that you, you had tickets and all of a sudden you're not sitting in the, the stands for a season or two and, and you get used to not being now you're sitting there at home watching the game and, oh, the tickets are available again. Now do I go back? I mean, the, the team, they've got to give you something there. I mean, Mac, we were at that game. And when it's 90 degrees and you're not doing well, it's real easy to get up from your seat and leave. And uh, yeah. and so we saw that. I, I'm not a, a – I am not one of those, uh, you know, sellout street conspiracy guys or anything like that. But I'm just saying the reality of, of uh, you know, the they've got to win football games to keep people excited and keep people into it. And uh, this season was a tough one with the way the season started, two games on the road. But you're, you know, we always talk about needing mo- uh, momentum, and the momentum just never got there. You know, you're zero yeah. two by the time you're starting your first your first game there. So at home, and that's tough. That's tough completely supportive of coach rule here in the staff. I mean, I, it's not anything, uh, you know, against that. It's just, we've got to get, we've got to start getting some of these wins in these next four games. That's, I think that's how crucial these are. We've got to get some wins against these teams that, um, you know, enough talking about Michigan, these next four teams are teams that uh, the expectation has to be there to get it. Now, Anthony Hayek here, he talked about Maryland's offense may be able to move the ball fairly easy, easily. Unfortunately, we're not, We've shown to not really be able to slow down the passing game. And obviously, you know, the, the Tua's younger brother, the quarterback there, he, mm-hmm. you know, he's mobile and he's he's a hell of a quarterback. Uh, he'll be mm-hmm. one of the best ones we play this year. And, you know, we've we've lost some of that pass rush now the last two games that uh, we really uh, hit on, the, on those first three, you know, all those sacks yeah. that we got the last two, we haven't got them. So that's an area that we have to rediscover, I think, some of that here in the next – couple weeks hopefully we get Cameron Leonard uh healthy and ready to go he's he was practicing so hopefully he's back even this weekend and uh and maybe we can start to get some of that pressure going again there so you know it's just uh it it's going to be a little bit of that kind of roller coaster but Mm -hmm. you know there's an opportunity here with the teams that we're playing and if we can make some some subtle improvements here on offense and defense, there's chances here that uh, I think these next four games that we can we can make up a number of wins. What if they come out, Matthew, and they they win, you know, 
you know, by seven, by a score, maybe maybe a, a touchdown and a field goal. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if they did, something like that, or even just actually even just a touchdown, but it was pretty a comfortable game. We played well and we won by seven. They, what does that do? Il- yeah, against Illinois. Well, yeah, I think it does. Look- I think it does a lot because you're you're done on Friday night. You now have two weeks off with the bye week. And, no, no. Well, and- like I'm saying, what does that do for you as a fan? Like, what does that change in your mind if you see that kind of performance from this team? Well, I mean, it would probably. It, I guess it would show progress. I felt that way last year when I saw us beat Rutgers in, in Indiana in back-to-back games. I felt that there was immediately progress once uh-huh. Mickey and Bill Bush got in, involved and we were playing better football, yeah. and we were playing better football. And yeah, the losses were. that we had the rest of the season were were all close losses, shocker, and then we go and yeah. we beat Iowa to finish the season. And yeah. that's that's what we want to see right now is is – you got to be in every game that there's no more blowouts. It, no, even like throwing out Maryland, having some offensive success against us, they might, but there yeah. can't be any more blowouts or Maryland can't right. come into Lincoln and, and do that. And, ex- and what, what am I saying? Like if it happens, you know, cause if I say that and Boomer was on the show, Boomer would say, okay, well then what would you do if, if we had one? Well, nothing, I'm not going to, no one's getting fired. I'm not saying anything like that. It's just, if you have blowouts, th- that's where you have the danger of the fans just going, Oh, yeah. You know, that's the danger. You don't want right. to have that. Right. Um, I think there's so many positive things going on right now inside the program. I, I think there's so many positive things that Coach Rule is doing with the, the style of play, with recruiting. I mean, we, we got one more in-state kid to flip last week, the, nice. the tight end from Papillion La Vista that was going to Pitt. He, got another tight end? Yeah, so he's coming to Nebraska now. So that's, that's now seven in-state kids. And uh, the last, number eight, would be – um, would be uh, Benning's kid, uh, Caleb Benning. Uh, he's got to be close, right? Yeah, he's got to be close. He's he's going to come to Nebraska. Why would yeah. he? The facility is going to be awesome. It, it looks like a fun defense to play in, doesn't it? I mean, I feel like this is, if, if nothing else, I feel like this defense look like looks like it's fun. It's, you know, if you're really oh, flying yeah. out, you know, um, I think it's a probably easy one to recruit to. So. And they've shown success too, so I think that's been appealing. Like that's why, again, this next game is is very important. We got to get that stuff back on track. It'll help recruiting to finish mm-hmm. out strong because we really need to show we need to show some of these kids of oh, Nebraska's doing something. They're growing something. Yeah, we got a couple of comments here. Travis says to me, as an outsider, seems like a bad idea altogether to permanently decrease the capacity. Ticket prices going up, having to do something to maintain the revenue. That's not actually really true, Travis. Um, though the one thing that they don't have a backlog on right now, or the one thing they have a a, a backlog and a waiting list on, are all the suites. And so there will be plenty of suites that are going to be part of the South Stadium rebuild. But there's just no way to rebuild the stadium and make all and turn all of East Stadium and West Stadium into chairbacks, along with the South Side, without decreasing some of the the capacity. That's just the natural thing that's going to happen with it. Now, on the north side of the stadium, they're going to maintain all benches up there, and they want to have, I believe, at least 8,000 seats that are going to have no donations tied with them. I think that's what I heard them say. So they want to keep a, a fairly substantial number of, of seats for people for the affordability standpoint, because that was one of the three pillars that that uh, uh, Trev said. He wants to make sure that they keep it 
affordable for a certain amount of the people that are in the mm-hmm. stands. And so if there's 8,000 tickets that you're not paying any of that extra donation with, that's a, one way of doing it. But yeah, I mean, when you're adding a whole bunch of new suites and a lot of different kinds of suites too, I mean, this is going to be some triple decker South stadium, you know, that's what it's going to look like. And they're going to have, you know, club seating. And then they're going to have these load seats, these loge ones, I think they are. And they'll have yeah, small keep, suites that have four First time eight. I've ever heard that word. Loge. Yep. And I mean, they'll have so many different ways to sell the, the sell tickets in that South Stadium uh, as part of the rebuild. Also, what they're doing in the West Stadium, I you know, they're probably going to do some kind of big uh, club area underneath. You know, once the uh, the training table vacates and the and the uh, the oh the oh their study area that they have underneath there and life skills area, all that moves to the new North facility. So all of West Stadium opens up underneath it. And you build some huge club area under there that, uh, you know, the, the there's going to be places for the big donors to be able to do things that they want to do. There's going to be places for other people to have new ways of, of having suites and different ways of sitting. When I went to the Tennessee Stadium a year ago, they were doing this, a lot of the same stuff. They actually, some of the stuff they were doing to the stadium decreased uh, their stadium under 100,000 seats. Now he goes, the guy that was giving me the tour there is like, I don't, we don't like to tell this to volunteer fans because you know they don't they don't want to hear that the the stadium's gone under a hundred thousand but but they tore out a a a section of seats on the north on the north side up in the the balcony and put a a big jumbotron up there but then also had these different types of seating areas high tables that people could be sitting on and and you bought a ticket basically for a table not really for a seat and that's just different ways to get people in there yeah that'd be so much better hmm that would yep. be so much better, but it's um, it'll be it'll be really cool when it's all said and done. I'm sure of it, but yep. they really um, they got to start justifying the investment on the field. And and listen, man, that's a lot of pr- oh, man. Rule's got so much pressure on him right now for the facilities that are getting put up and it's being suggested to be put up, and you know the NIL and just the the TV revenue money. Like you have everything you need, you better produce quickly, well, including it, the salary. It's like what we asked Coach Osborne, you know, when we had him on a year ago. Right away, we asked him, "How would you navigate today with NIL and all the things, the transfer portal?" And his first answer was, "Well, I'm glad I don't have to." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, no, this is a yeah, really. It's and now, and we've always said, you know, Coach Osborne would have done great in any any era. He's just great coaches would adapt, but. There is a lot that you have to deal with there. Now, I like what, uh, of course, Mettinger here, we we love him. He goes, and uh, you didn't hire a rule based on the history of his win-loss record in year one. He's absolutely right there. Uh, in fact, it, you know, if we your point here, Mac, if we won by seven points this weekend, if that's what we won by and we got the three wins, that would already match uh, his, winning, his winning numbers uh, combined in years one at Baylor and Temple, which we've said all along were completely different situations they took over yeah. compared to here, but – um, just we're always trying to keep a little bit of perspective here, right? I mean, it's it's not about lowering well, expectations; yeah. it's about just where are we at and who are we playing and and what was the situation. But um, it's more yeah. like it's it's more like trying to have a healthy <laughs> trying to have a healthy mind shift away from all the things that horrify you about Husker football currently. And it's like, but also these things can be true, and we can focus. You know, yeah. So there are good things. There are nice things that, that are happening and going on. And, and it, man, it's 100% true. It's 100% true. It's just 
it's just always sad to find out that your big brother can kick your ass. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> it, it just it just felt like hey, all right. Rule said it right after the game. He goes, That game, it just sucks. He, you know, he just said it. He did sucks. say that. And I was like, Well <laughs> said, coach. It yeah, did suck. I mean, it sucked. You know. So I mean, he didn't say uh, you know, get us now because you know we'll be you know, get us now while you can. So you better there. get us in the next four years. <laughs> I'm building something slow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's growing like walnut trees or something. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I mean, we're on a different path than than Colorado. And God, you know, that's another thing that makes it hard. On rule, it's like listen. There's Dion's a one on one. There's no world in which in which Rule could out recruit Dion, especially on a transfer portal uh, kind of landscape. And and it is what it is. That that's true for a lot of coaches. Like sure. Dion cannot recruit a lot of coaches. Now, Dion was never going to be a very good fit here for a very long time. And I just think there's a couple ways to do this job. Rule's got to take this path. He can't just do the whole transfer portal load up. You know, get yeah. everybody here. He, he's got like, to be who he is. I mean, look, right. you, you didn't hire Rule to get the the transfer portal. You know, he's not going to be a transfer portal whiz. He'll he'll go after a little bit. He went after it quite a bit this last offseason, but I imagine it's going to be fewer and fewer as, as years go on. He wants to be a developmental program. We want right. him to be. So, I mean, sure. it's going to have to be. And being that developmental program means that we want to see development in these last seven games too. It's not just wait until next year to see that guy. I'm really anticipating that we're going to be talking about a few names in the next a month from now. When it gets to be November 1st, we're going to be talking about a couple of names on this team that we weren't talking about on October 1st. And that's going to be part of a developmental thing. There's going to be somebody, whether it was, you know, a Jaden Doss or if it's a DeAndre Barnes or whoever it is, somebody that's stepping up and that's part of it. And so okay. that and that's fine. Or you know what, you know who it could be? This could be you know, egg right back on my face. Maybe it's Tristan Ovano just kicking the hell out of the ball a month from now because he's stuck with the kid. That could be it too, right? And and so it's developing these players so that 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 it's a different team that we're looking at in November than than what we're looking at right now. And so um I mean I'm incredibly excited for the rest of the season. We've got seven more games guaranteed to us. We we say this every year, Mac, when when it hits the offseason. That oh my god, it's a long off season now, and we got to mm-hmm. wait for eight months for football and all this stuff. No man, there's seven games. Let's let you know. Let's root for I these know. guys every single week. Let's get this. Let's get this going here, and let's get some wins here in these next four weeks, and let's build some. Let's get some momentum going. Isn't it crazy? There's only seven games left. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's nuts. It just the season goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, we're at the point of the season where. We kind of have a good idea what our Huskers are, and we have a really good idea what our Huskers are not. You know, like, we are not of any kind of championship caliber this year. But we do have some talent that we can win some games with, especially in our conference. So, yep. um, the, the, you know, go out there and have some fun with it. Grow the, grow the culture. Grow the team. You know, get your experience, but play really hard and play really well. Husker fans would will appreciate that, and that really, if that happens, based on what we now know of this team, what I think we could count on from good play, if it was if the quarterback position does what it should and the line does what it's possibly capable of, and the defense coming back strong, that's a bull team. You know, 
That's mm-hmm. a bowl team. If if the special teams just comes online, they have been, you know, to, for most of the season they've been a little up, little down, but I would say pretty even. And I feel like lately there's been a definite decline in in the play. So, mm-hmm. um, we're getting close, like you said, that bye week. This week's important. This week's so important because you go into that, the bye week we, with some momentum is just so huge. We 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 need a win. We need a win. Um, you know, you said the season goes by so fast. Match rules always go by so fast for 52 minutes in Mac. You know what? I'm going to finish with the last question here. And this is, again, this one's coming from Mettinger and this is on our Facebook page. And so what's so cool is we've got people following us here, watching along on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. We appreciate all of you. Redcasters appreciate it. Uh, Mettinger says, are there any areas in which rule is underachieving based on what he said his plan was preseason? Is he meeting Trev's expectations? That's a, it's a loaded question, but I think that's Mm -hmm. a great question. So Mac, what are your thoughts there? I'm a little surprised at somehow how undisciplined the team still seems to be with the penalties and then just the we just seem a little disorganized sometimes. I thought that would be more addressed than it has been. Mm-hmm. And like I like the physicality of the team. I like a lot of that stuff. But like mm-hmm. just when it, I, we, situational football and that kind of thing, I feel like that's a lot looser and a lot not not near as smooth, especially when you compare it to the defense and how smooth that stuff looks. We're just nowhere mm-hmm. near. We're just nowhere near that on on offense, and I, that that surprises me. He's underachieving in that realm for sure, because mm-hmm. ultimately that's on the head coach, I guess. Yeah, I, I I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, that's very specific of saying that turnovers and penalties, basically mistakes, those are areas that plagued us for the whole Frost era. So those are the things that we really need to see an immediate improvement on. Clearly, in the first two games, one of the reasons that we're not three and two right now at the very minimum at least three and two is because of turnovers and uh, it, but turnovers have gotten better here the last three games. I mean, we certainly haven't had eight like we had in the first two. So that's, that's a, that's a benefit there. Uh, penalties that, that continues to be a bit of a plague to us, but, um, but I think in general, the, the gosh, I, I always, I hate using culture. I hate saying culture because it's I okay. know people, they roll their eyes, but, hearing little things like him having that practice last night, like mm-hmm. they went right back. I remember, you know, when we were playing high school, I mean, if you, if you had a bad game, a lot of times you're right back out there the next day or, whatever. you know, coaches didn't give you a whole lot of time off when you had a, if you had a bad game, you might have an early morning practice or whatever it was. I mean, they're going to, they're going to, God, I don't remember that, but that sounds awful. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Man. yeah it, it wasn't, you know, if the coaches weren't happy with what your effort was, they're going to, figure out ways to get better effort out of you. And I yeah. think that he's trying to set a lot of those standards and they're setting a high standard. We're not meeting that standard. I don't think the team is meeting the standard that they want, but they're trying to set it. They're trying to get more physical in both lines of the scrimmage up until this Michigan game. And we have to, you throw that out as an outlier up until that Michigan game, both lines of scrimmage definitely have shown um, areas of improvement, certainly more physicality, than what they they have in previous years, uh, definitely on the defensive line, and that was areas that Trev focused on right away when he fired uh, uh, Frost. That was you know right away in his first press conference was talking about a team that's going to be physical and teams that are going to make Nebraskans proud with the style of play that they play in. Yeah. Well, you you know using Michigan as an outlier. Aside from that, we were a top rushing team and a top rushing defense team. So right. I think those are the areas back to Mettinger's question there that I think, you know, is he meeting Trev's expectations? I think that that's what 
Trev wants this team to be built in in that image and likeness, and that's what Rule's doing, and we just got to let it keep getting built. And that, there's a development angle to that throughout the course of the season, and then you're going to have to add some more roster talent to it through recruiting and, and maybe a little – I'm curious what he's going to do once the season's done with the portal. How heavy do you rely on it? I know he doesn't want to – you know, he doesn't want this to be a Dion thing every you know off season, but how you know is it? Will he cherry pick one or two or three guys here and and uh, that in an area where we're really lacking? I mean that that's that's what I'm curious. I think he should. I think he should scoop up scoop up a few. Still in this second year, I definitely think he should. I mean, you can do your background check. You but you actually have college tape on some of these guys. You know, and if it's like a if it's like a lineman, uh, defensive line, you know, but some real positions of need, I think they I think they'll probably go pretty heavy. To me, it's a you know they're still kind of a little bit in that mode. You could still have a big, you know, high school class, but like you gotta- well, it it's the developing developing the younger guys that you know right now. If you're looking at offensive line, is it all about going out and trying to bring in the big portal? offensive lineman or is it developing Tyler Knack the the kid that you just brought in from Utah or is it about uh you know uh, the the kid that came in here for, I can't even think of his name now the offensive lineman from uh Georgia you know is it yeah. about developing those guys so that by next year they're getting into that that too deep and and playing significant uh you know reps Lutovsky guys that aren't necessarily starting right now but guys that are going to be is that the developmental piece or is it still about going out and just you know, throwing in portal chunks to it. I, I don't know yet. So Well, I mean, I think he understands the developmental yes, but I think he understands that that's not going to be any excuse for not winning. And if, if there's some spots where those play, those guys can help, like they're going to need to win too. You know, yeah. a little bit. Like not on a reason. I'm not talking – well, we'll take it season by season. But I know yeah. – I, I feel like I have a pretty good idea of where this team could top out. Right, mm-hmm. and, you know, and and that's fine. And so I have an estimation that they could win. They mm-hmm. should win six games. They should win six games, possibly yeah. seven. Gosh, I, I look at, <clears throat> excuse me, I look at Jeremy's comment here that we've had bad luck in the portal. Palmer and Torrey are about it. It's a really interesting comment because they have those guys have been very successful for us. But everything yeah. from. You know, Jeff Sims is going to come in and be the starter right away. That was right out of the portal. We got those Georgia guys come in here. And and not that Sherman's been, you know, a total, you know, bust or anything. He's been playing. MJ Sherman's been playing. But he was going to come in and just dominate the position. That hasn't happened. Well, and In no. fact, it was Makai Bear, an existing player that's been in the program that was getting developed. He's somebody that's really stepped up and, and uh, you know, filled in a role. And, and uh, and other guys, you know, obviously – you know, and Reed Gilbert is a whole different story, but you know, sometimes we get, <laughs> we get really uh, starstruck sometimes with the, the four, the five star transfer. And we haven't always seen those, those guys, uh, you know, show it on the field. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I still, consistent. I still appreciate, I think what uh, coach rule wants to do with being developmental. It's just, you got to do enough. You have to have enough wins along the way to to keep fans happy along the way we can't you know if you're going six and six for three seasons until you can finally go 11-1 but but i'll tell you what how patient are fans going to be you look at florida state right now and what they're doing and what their coaching staff did i mean their coaching staff it was 
two two seasons of of losing records. And I think last year they kind of finally got to that just over the hump. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure what the exact record was last year, but it was it, it wasn't. You know, they weren't a college football playoff team in year three, but now in year four, this is where they're at. I mean, that's mm-hmm. if that's what we're looking at. Can we can we show that patience along the way? You know. At knowing that in year four, if that's what it was, in year four of of uh, rule, we're going to be, you know, 10, 11 win team. And it's going to take two or three seasons of, of incremental growth to get there. Can we, can we live with that while we're rebuilding a stadium along the way too? I guess there's a lot going, there's a lot going on in that uh, scenario. Yeah. It, it, you can live with it in some ways. It depends like how, how much the team fights, you know, kind of deal. Yeah. Like you got to give something to the fans along the way. You just have to. Like if you're gonna do it, like there's got to be like at least one electric player that's so fun to watch, or like one big win in there too. Yep. You know, or local kids, stuff. Lo- local kids, local recruits. Heinrich yeah. Harburg is the Carney kid. He goes out in there and has some great, great game too. Yeah. All those moments. There's a big cheer at the beginning of this game before Michigan when they when they show the starting lineups and, and Harburg's up there. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, fa- fans want to see players like that do really well too. And so there's, there's a lot oh, of yeah. good moments that can happen along the way, but uh, yeah. And, and as Jeremy said, and I think this is a good way of closing it out from a developmental standpoint, he goes, we need to be able to turn three stars into five stars in two or three years. That's the Iowa approach. That's the, the Wisconsin approach over the years. We need to be a developmental program. And so, um, you know, we've just got, we got to stick with it, but we got to, got to figure out ways to get some wins in the next four games are really important ones. Cause we can win these games here. That's, yeah. That's that's where we've got to be able to for f- the fans. We need to be able to see some of that tangible progress. So, you know, these next yeah. four games, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Hopefully, and I think they're gonna be tight games. But I mean, we've got a chance every single one of these to 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 really get the improve that record. So, you know, despite you know, I know he had kind of a rough game, maybe statistically, but um, I I still saw things out of Heinrich that I really liked. You know, I still yeah. saw some, you know, he's got some poise to him. He's got to learn those passing lanes a little bit better, but his decision-making is improving, I think, you know, weekly. And this was a, this team presented a humongous challenge. So, yep. Fongway yeah. says the Michigan beatdown is not on Harburg. And I would completely agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, that that's, that's, that's a, Something to look forward to that, you know, those, getting those balls to that, that could be a real problem. We'll see how he addresses that, but that's kind of, that's those, the, one of the scariest plays, you know, <laughs> when that ball's up in the air, man, I know. Yeah. Well, Mac parting shots. Time. Yeah, <laughs> we've gone for an hour. Oh. I, I hope we've brought the energy. I, I, I hope this isn't just an hour of like being down. It, look, it was so much fun to go to the game with you and, and, uh, yeah, and I, you know this is—it's hard to come back from a, a a bad loss on the board scoreboard like this. But and I know we didn't do a rapid reaction, all that kind of stuff. We just—we're not good at that stuff. I know there are some shows that can do rapid reactions right away. Here, That's, well, I, we I did, we did do a rapid reaction. We just said, "Well, you saw it." <laughs> it's like, you know, like what, what do you want to say about this? That team outclassed us. We didn't play very well. The end. You yep. know, and, and, and it was, and it was just, uh, it was just that day. It was just that day. And, uh, Michigan was, Michigan was sending a message and we received it. So mm. we, well, uh, hus- 
Hus Jerry yeah. says, thanks, guys. I've done Hus Jerry and, and all the, the Redcasters, thank you. We appreciate yeah. you guys. Thanks for the involvement. Thanks for the chat. Yeah. We, this is a kind of a healing session, I hope. <laughs> we think, I hope you know what? Maybe we should maybe we should do some painting in the background <laughs> of like 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 Nebraska landscapes while we talk about. I'm just gonna put a little back over here. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> well again, times. give us a give us a thumbs up, subscribe, tell your, your friends, tell your families, tell your neighbors about it, uh, about the Redcast. You know, we want to get as many people as we can watching and, and listening. Uh appreciate as always all the following that yeah. we get from you. It, it really it means a lot to know that we've got people that are that are listening and, and watching in on this. So uh, that helps us out too. So we've been doing this for quite a while and we, we hope to continue to do it for a while too. And, uh, and uh, it's, you know, we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to get some wins, man. We're yeah. absolutely going to get some wins. I, I, I feel it. I'm, I'm totally 110% behind what coach rule and the staff and what Trevor doing. Uh, we just, we all as fans, we just need to see some W's. It's as simple as that. I find your, I find your, uh, your faith, your undying faith, very inspiring. <laughs> I, I really do, Matthew. I really do. Yeah. All right, buddy. All right. Well, until next time, just remember that Matt's rules rule. <laughs>